for me. It's 8.29 p.m. on September 7th, 2022, but for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is the hottest girl I know. <laughs> Lindsay, welcome back to The Media Files. Well, thank you. Happy to be here. Well, it's you're the hottest girl I know because it's so... Hot outside. Stinking hot outside. <laughs> we do live in Vegas. Oh, it's just been so miserable. And I want to apologize for my voice too. It's the end of the day. I've been having like hiccups. Hic- well, yeah, I did have hiccups <laughs> earlier. That's true. And I get hiccups like nobody else gets hiccups. My hiccups are like violent and like painful, n- nauseating. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, like, my voice has been just out of whack the last couple of days. My, oh, yeah, that's true. I've been sucking down halls trying to make sure that I can speak come this time right now and I can talk. I just sound a little funny. So big apologies for my voice. Uh, and, uh, Let's jump right into this. We don't we don't talk about books often on the podcast. It's it's uh, only been a couple of times that we yeah, have. Yeah, we've done it once before. I think you and I have done it once before, and Jeff and I have done it once before as well. So I think this might only be the third episode ever that we cover a book on the media files. But I feel like it's a book that a lot of people have been talking about. It's a book that has really made a big impression for a lot of readers, and we had the opportunity to read it. So let's go ahead and talk about it this week on the podcast. We are talking about I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. I'm Glad My Mom Died is a new autobiographical memoir by former child actor Jeanette McCurdy, known for her roles as Sam on Nickelodeon shows iCarly and Sam and Cat. She shares the details of her life, starting with her early acting career, and dives deep into the complex, abusive relationships she had with her mother, who passed away in 2013. I'm Glad My Mom Died was published on August 9th, 2022 by Simon & Schuster, and the audiobook is narrated by McCurdy herself. I brought this to your attention before it came out because I did see all the press that this book was getting. I'm too old, I think, to really get iCarly and Sam and Cat. Those were both after my time. But I know what they are. Right. I know the the I the premise at least behind iCarly and Salmon Cat. And I know who Jeanette McCurdy is. They were they were such massive shows for a certain population of young people that it, I think most people know at least who those people are, right? Or what those shows are. iCarly has had a revival on I think it's Paramount, Paramount Plus. That show has has premiered on um and is doing quite well without Jeanette McCurdy. She's not in the show. She has retired from acting and this is kind of her first push back into the public spotlight since she kind of very publicly stated she was not going to act anymore after Sam and Cat. So, that being said, we got a chance to read this book. Lindsay, how did you feel about I'm Glad My Mom Died? I really like her voice. I'm glad she did the audiobook and she, you can hear her emotion in some parts. It's a very vulnerable book and I, I, I enjoyed it. It's very, it's entertaining. It's a very good story. It is, it is really good and you're right. She has a very unique voice. Yes. It's 
it's almost kind of a, a deeper voice, but it's very full. And she's a good singer too. She talks about how she had a career. And so voice work is something that she's pretty familiar with. And so I feel like she was probably a good natural choice to read her own book for this. You know what? There's the parts where she imitates her friend's voice. Uh-huh. What's what is her name? Oh, I her, can't. I don't. Her know. friend on iCarly. Oh, Miranda. Miranda. She'll yeah. like imitate her voice, and it's really good. It sounds like Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know that I really, really enjoyed this book too. Like you said, it's very vulnerable, and I think for that reason, the things that you're coming across in this book are are really difficult to read. I think it's not a hard book to read in terms of literature value, yeah. right? It's but, easy to get through. But it's hard to read because of what you're reading. I mean, and you're like, I knew who this person was and had no idea. Well, she plays such a silly, goofy character in her old shows that yeah, she was I, in. That show was so dumb that you would never know yeah. that behind the scenes she was. I mean, going through quite literally hell in in many ways in many aspects of her life. Yeah, but I'm so relieved to know that she felt the show was stupid too. That makes me so happy. Yeah, she she really, <laughs> especially Sam and Cat. Sam and Cat, she was. Yeah. not a fan of um it and it's just so many things went wrong for her leading up to that point it was just you could uh, there was one point you finished the book before i did and towards the end of the book i thought i cannot believe that these two events happened the way they did and i don't know how much she's dramatized the events in there i like to think that it's mostly pretty accurate i think it's pretty probably accurate. the timetable's pretty accurate as well but man it was one thing after another for this poor girl just you could not get a break you cannot believe that one person has to go through those, so many things in such a short period of time, especially at that young of an age. Well, you know what's really surprising is her, at such a young age, recognizing that her career was just stuck and it wasn't going to go anywhere. Being a child actor on a Nickelodeon show, right? Yeah, like all of her hope and optimism was just gone and she re- like recognized where she was early what, very early yeah. which is so sad yes and it's it's hard to read too because you know you you kind of know the progression of her life right you know that after iCarly she goes into Sam and Cat for like six seasons and so you know she's not getting out of the rat race anytime soon really early you know really early into the book and you just think uh oh this is this isn't gonna go well you know um it is a it is a graphic book and something that I did not expect I think was just how much graphic detail she went into certain events of her life. Yeah. Um, certain th- things that she went through in terms of her own health, her physical health, her mental health, certain sexual encounters that she experienced that kind of shaped a warped view of what she thought sexual experience were, experiences were supposed to look like or feel like. And very graphic again, but really drives this kind of hurt point across. Yes. And I do have to say her voice in this book is very neutral it's she's not angry at anyone she's not blaming anyone explicitly except her mom except her mom obviously (laughs) but it's very factual yes yeah absolutely there's a lot of there's a lot of stone cold fact going into this you can tell she has worked through this to get to this point and keeps a lot of names out or slightly changed so that she's not you know 100% addressing anybody I'm sure there was a legal team involved with a lot of that decision as well because while she's working in Hollywood at Nickelodeon Studios there is some awful stuff going on and you you have to believe there was a lot she left out oh absolutely I yeah because people those people still exist 
exist. Her mom does not exist and can't come back and sue her. Right, right. You know, there's there are certain scenes in this that it, it it's an it's an open secret in Hollywood that being a child actor is not a good thing. Um, and you think about all of the examples of that, right? All the people who were popular in their childhood for acting, for the most part, come out and say it's awful, it's terrible. They abuse the heck out of you mentally, right? Um, she kind of blows the doors open on that working for Nickelodeon, which which stinks because it is a child's network, right? You would think that there would be some some modicum of sympathy for these children that they're producing uh, content for and quality content too, right? Kids love it, and there's not. They just have no respect for the innocence of childhood or the the value and virtue of childhood. It seems there are a few people that I was happy were kind of on the good side, like you oh, mentioned. Me too. Miranda Cosgrove. Miranda was a very good friend. You and that's find a relief out, to hear. You find out that Miranda Cosgrove is a genuinely wonderful person, uh, and she has nothing but sweet things to say about Miranda. What a relief, yeah. right? Because you almost think, uh oh, here we go. Yeah. She leaves a lot out about Ariana Grande, her co-star from Sam and Cat, does not say very much about her at all. There's a lot of jealousy surrounding that relationship that she admits but she, to. But she admits it like as her own. It's her fault, own jealousy, right? Fault. But there was almost, and it seems, no relationship between the two of them. Yeah. And so I, I think just maybe as a professional courtesy, she left a lot of that out. I have to believe that there wasn't too much friendliness on the show set there. Otherwise, she probably would have brought it up. And it seems like the silence on that relationship is really, really telling from her part because she does not mind bringing up the people that were good to her. Yeah. Ariana Grande is not brought up in that sense. And so I wonder, I wonder just how much went on there. I would have liked to have heard more of that, but I understand the professional courtesy left there as well, especially considering, considering the career that Ariana Grande has now. Um, but I also really like the way that she wrote this book. The individual chapters are short. We we had the audiobook. Right. Do you know that the physical book, there is a before mom... I mean, no, yeah. Yes. Before mom's death and, and after. And after mom's death, yeah, right. split. Yes. The chapters are individually short, though. Yes, they are short chapters. And each chapter is a small snapshot of something she remembers. It seems like there are memories that she might have blocked out, and that's why we kind of get this snapshot portrayal, right? This is something that I remember from this moment, right? This is something that I remember from this moment. And that's how the entire book plays out. None of it, none of the chapters play out over a period of time. They are all over the course of a couple minutes. And I think that that's intentional in that, you know, this happened next. This was another, this was another event. This was another event, which makes it really interesting because you do, you link them together. And over the course of, I want to say it's 90 some chapters in this book, we cover almost 20 years of her life. So it it really does kind of paint a very, very broad picture of what she experienced on so many different occasions in her life. And some of them are little and seemingly insignificant until much later when you just kind of piece them all together into everything that she had to go through. But I liked that outline as well. I liked the the way that she put her life together in those little snapshots like that. I thought it was unique. I thought it was well done. It was great. On like memories being blocked out, I was listening to an interview with her and Anna Ferris, and the part where she reveals that her mom was giving her body exams like very late into her life. Yes, into her late teens. As into I late teens, like showering her and checking her body. She didn't recognize the sexual abuse of that until yes. very late. 
she was and like you Even said like and after I wanna, the, she was pretty clear about that her mother is giving her showers into her late teens and giving her body exams into her late teens. Yeah, but that's like even after her, the first draft of her book, she just did not did not realize just uh, how dig up that memory. She had blocked it out. Right. Well, and it, like you said, what a hard thing the to very, recognize. The very too. strange sexual abuse connotations there. That in the book, she seems also very innocent towards. You know, she does not know that what's happening is very strange. Like it's very clear that she had to shut off her mind in those moments. Well, and I I think it's so telling, too, that that this book is mostly focused on the relationship that she had with her mother and the effect of that relationship, right, that it had on her. Despite all the other relationships that she goes through, she is so built into this preconceived notion that she has to please mom. And if that's all that matters in life is, is if mom is happy, I am happy. Right. And her mom has built that into her brain too. Her mom has, her mom has made her conflate her own happiness with her mother's. Yeah. It's very Which is a sad state of affairs. Right. Uh, I, I think that she does a fair job in many ways too, in portraying her mom in not just an awful abuser light. There are many glimpses throughout her life that her mother genuinely loves her. And I think that in the sense that a mother loves a daughter, she did, right? I also think that she was an abuser and a tyrant in many ways. Well, halfway through the book, you were like, well, I don't think her mom is that bad. And then by the end of the book, I'm sure your opinion changed. Not not that her mom wasn't that bad, right? It's that her mom didn't know that she was abusing her daughter in a certain way. And I still feel that in certain ways. I think that her mom was a very mentally unstable individual. I believe that. But at some point, you recognize Mm -hmm. that you are in control of this other person. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And I think that her mom probably does have glimpses of recognition towards that as well. Like I say, and and, and what I don't want to come across as here (laughs) is an an apologist for abusive parents, right? Her mom was a complete narcissist. Especially her mom. Yeah. Her mom was a psychopath. Do I think her mom loved her? I do. I think that I think that Jeanette McCurdy's mom loved Jeanette and I think wanted good things for Jeanette. I think that what in her mind were good things were not good things, right? What she does to her psyche, what she does to her body image, how she pushes her into things that Jeanette doesn't really want, right? She only wants them because her mom does. The way that she does that and then like you said, later in life getting into the sexual abuse. And I think that both of those things can be true. I think that you can love someone and still be a narcissistic psychopathic tyrant which her mother was well yeah but also to the point of her mom being anorexic and then teaching her how to be anorexic absolutely it, yeah maybe it was out of love but that anorexia see but, I, uh, her mother was anorexic right yeah and so she felt like that was the right way to do exactly. it exactly yeah. I think I think that when there is something wrong with you if you cannot admit that something is wrong with you then you think that what is wrong is actually right with you. And it helps if other people validate that, right? Well, my daughter does the same thing I do and look at her. She's a successful Hollywood TV star. Oh, but she was just an awful person. I hate, hate when people like bring up like I deserve these privileges because of this experience I've been through. Absolutely. It's terrible. She's a, she's a very, very manipulative uh, presence in this book and obviously had these lasting scarring effects on Jeanette's life. Like I said, not being an apologist for her. I I do think that the complex layers of that relationship 
are so deep that we could talk about it forever, right? I, I, I mean, I do not think it's bad person does bad things. I think that this is a very multidimensional, multilayered relationship between Jeanette's mom and Jeanette that, you know, why did she do the things that she did, Yeah, right? Jeanette how does did, a good job of not... How did she get to that point herself? Yeah, Jeanette does a good job of not spelling it out for you. Oh, sure, yeah. And she lets you draw a lot of conclusions. And even the title of the book, right, I'm glad my mom died... It is very ambiguous, right? Because why, right? I, I mean, it, to, to what end are you glad that she died? Are you glad because that dominance and control over you is over? Are you glad because now she's finally not in this weird psychopathic state that her dad recognizes very early on in the book, right? Yeah. And so if, if there's any belief in an afterlife, right, are you glad that she finally gets out of these like weird controls that her mind and body have over her and are therefore exerting on other people. I well, think there's a lot to be thought about there. I, well, yeah. It's just so sad. Cause it's I, very sad. I, it's it's heartbreaking, really. She just didn't have any friends or anyone to catch it early on to be like, hey, th- your mom is a psycho. Well, and it almost seems, too, that in that industry, I think there's some expectation of that, right? I, when oh, when yeah. When she's very young. Helicopter mom. Yeah, when she's very young going to TV auditions and stuff, she mentions the other moms that are there with their kids, right? Uh, her mom, I don't think, was entirely unique, unfortunately, in that industry. Uh, and maybe worse in many ways, but not entirely unique and entirely bad all you know inherently within herself but the things that Jeanette goes through mentally I think a lot of that does come from her mom I think that some of what Jeanette experiences uh emotionally and psychologically she she talks early on about OCD yes being obsessive compulsive and the rituals that she has to go through and she does not focus on this in the book and the one person who recognized it is the most ignored person in the family yes exactly I I do think too by the way that Jeanette talks about her own OCD tendencies and very deliberate very specific in the rituals that she had to perform when she was doing an audition or changing costumes right she would spin around five times touch her waistband three times and then jump or something like that. Yeah, unlock the had, door a couple times. Yeah, she had this this weird ritual that she would do. I think that she doesn't attribute that to anybody. I think she she kind of prescribes that as, as something that she deals with personally, but was compounded by the stresses of everything else around her. It was a small bit of control that she had in her life that she could walk into a bathroom and do these things and nobody would say anything, right? I right. think I think that there was some amount of control that she experienced there. But then all the other things that she goes through, right? She goes through periods of anorexia. She goes through periods of bulimia. She goes through periods of binge eating. And those all seem to be, I mean, really closely related to her environment and what she's going through in terms of the industry and her relationship with her mom at that time. And that's actually really... That's interesting to follow the the progress of that. Yes. Like when she goes from acting to country singing, the change in her diet, Uh it's it's interesting. It's very very strange, right? But obviously she has a very unhealthy relationship with her body and the food that she puts into it, at least at some point in her 
her life. Hopefully she's better now. She doesn't get a lot into she where she's at now. So like she's in such a good place right now. I think she's in a better place. And, and I think you have to be to some degree to, in, in order to reflect Put on these this, events. Yeah. But to even allow the public into your life story to and just be alive to get the backlash. You know, and Jeanette McCurdy is not a massive Hollywood star. No. Right? She has not been in any Avengers movies, right? No. She was not Wonder Woman. And yet, she puts out this memoir, and it blows up. I mean, yes. everybody's talking it's about this great. book. Everybody's reading this book because she is so vulnerable in it. And she talks about those experiences, right? She talks about the eating challenges, the abuse, the strained relationship, how nasty Hollywood can be to, to young stars. And like I said... And manipulative. I, so manipulative. I think that it's been an open secret in Hollywood and really in the world. Everybody kind of yeah. knows, right? There's the Corey Feldmans of the world, right? The... Jonathan Taylor Thomas's and the the uh, oh, Malcolm uh, Frankie Muniz, right? They've all kind of talked about, yeah, it's not great. Um, Kirsten Dunst has talked about it too. It's not great being a child star. Drew Barrymore, for heaven's sake. Uh, but to be so candid. Can't, yeah, with I think detail. With detail, I think is kind of new, at least in my experience in terms of how they talk about it. And that was really refreshing too. You and I have children together, yes. three of them. And I... Th- I think there was a lot of times while reading this book from a, the child's perspective, right, that I reflected on my own parenting and and how you and I approach situations with our children, right? And it's such a fine line because I think that as parents, we do have a duty in order to shape our children into respectable citizens, right? We have to teach our children manners. We have to teach our children appropriate conversation techniques. We have one child who has a bad habit of taking off all of his clothes while going to the bathroom and then no. just not putting them back on. Well, I mean, yeah. So he leaves the bathroom and he's naked, right? And he's old enough that he probably shouldn't be. And it's this isn't uh, in public. I don't know. I feel like that's this like isn't an age thing, recognizing privacy. I Well, yes, right. But we keep trying to teach him. Yeah, and he's nope, clueless. Put your clothes back on, right? Nobody wants to see you naked. You can't do that, mm-hmm. right? Because that's our job as parents, right? Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of introspection that goes when you read a book like this. How controlling do we be while we raise children? while also trying to show them love and teach right right oh that's that's rough (laughs) because there's that one part in the book where her her brothers spill milk on the carpet and her mom just loses it and i'm like Uh i mean that'd probably be me (laughs) i'm the psychotic mom do do not spill things on the rug well i I also think that there was a serious power imbalance between the mother and father in Jeanette's life 100 uh the father was never home when he was he was not happy to be home for very good reasons for very good reasons it turns out right he was quite miserable with his wife it seems um but as a result just did not have much of a a relationship with any of his children either and so it just makes you look at every aspect of your marriage and your parenting right and and the upbringing that your children are getting are we doing this right you know are our children going to one day turn around and write a memoir and say they told me no one wanted to see me naked (laughs) (laughs) put your clothes on and i didn't want to put my clothes on right but you always hope you always hope to some degree and that you're not traumatizing your children right and i think trauma is not a word i i like using a lot um but i think that we all have experiences that have shaped us whether for good or bad right and when you look back at your own childhood and you think oh that was a good experience and then you think well that was a bad experience and you just hope 
beyond all hope that your good experiences outweigh the bads, I guess. Yeah. Because what else can you do? Well, we keep trying to make memories with vacations and stuff. We do. I mean, that's There's what I mean. There's effort yeah. being made. We're making a, a big effort. We take them to, we took them to Legoland last month, two months ago. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We went to Disneyland last we year. We tried to go camping last week. We tried to go camping. Instead, we went to a... Uh, trampoline park oh yeah that's right where there were teenagers abound Mm -hmm. and i decided i hate teenagers (laughs) not not only do i hate them they terrify me it was we're not there yet it was so scary well not only are we not there yet i hope not i don't want to say i hope we're never there of course our kids are going to be teenagers one day but holy smokes are they just awful creatures hormonal disgusting loud disrespectful disrespectful. (laughs) i felt like a boomer i was like god my white kids (laughs) old man i was by far the oldest person on the trampolines there's like a parents area and i wasn't there i was i actually paid to jump i'm not gonna go to a trampoline park and not jump on the trampolines he dweebs these guys are like sitting up there reading books one's asleep somebody's like you know on her phone doing something i'm like doing front flips into the into the ball pit and stuff Mm -hmm. i'd rather not jump by far the oldest person in the building jumping i had fun everything we talk about on the media files we do give a very stupid and utterly arbitrary rating to Lindsay. how do you arbitrarily rate i'm glad my mom died i rate this a very hard butter sock slap she would she would have hated that rating (laughs) when jeanette mccurdy i know jeanette's a loyal listener to the media files thanks jeanette When you listen to this, I'm sorry that uh, that Lindsay used that as the rating for your book. <laughs> I rate your book, maybe mine's worse, actually, now that I think about how Jeanette would react to these ratings. I rate it 9 out of 10 sliders. Ooh, that's a good one. It is good because we just had sliders yeah, like an hour ago. We did. They were delightful. <laughs> but also, there is a heartbreaking scene about sliders in this yeah. book that just makes you crumble inside. And, oh, I, gosh, I just hope we're doing a good job. What else? I mean, what more can we do their dad takes him to trampoline parks and jumps with them i don't sit in the parent area i jump we took him to legoland yeah they don't have an eating problem do they all our kids eat well no they all eat great we just make them wear clothes we, and they hate we us made for them it. take a bite of carrot we did that make was... them you <laughs> know what cried though nobody cried <laughs> our oldest likes the carrots yeah he asked for more yep the middle one ate them the youngest took a bite a bite a bite and that's okay <laughs> so that i you know what but it was a negotiation that's a good thing we have they have to eat their vegetables for heaven's yeah. sake everybody grows up yeah you gotta eat your vegetables or you don't leave the table is that trauma no We'll find out. Carrots are good. Okay. If we're teaching our kids to like carrots, it's not traumatic. I don't want them to have eating disorders either. That's good. You don't get an eating disorder from learning how to like carrots, do you? Well, maybe they have a relationship that's like, my parents made me eat this. But all of us did that. You know what? We'll say one thing. We don't make them clean their plates. That's true. If they're full, they're done. Yeah. But then they don't get dessert. No, no. We we judge whether or not they had enough bites. Fair enough. Yeah. We're good parents. Yeah. Good job, babe. Good job. You're doing great. (laughs) That's all the time we got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of The Media Files. And thanks again, Lindsay, for putting in the time to read this book and be here with us. No problem. The Media Files is brought to you by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian and the producers are Jacksek and Zanku. I'm on Instagram at Brewstoff. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H or at the RPG era discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Good night.
Oh yeah.